You're listening to KHOL. I'm Emily Cohen with a roundup of this week's headlines. Tune in weekdays at the top of the hour to stay up to date on the latest local and regional news. A body found on Teton Pass Tuesday fits the description of Robert Bob Lowry, a 46-year-old Houston man who had been missing since late August. No cause of death has been determined yet, and the man's official identity is pending an autopsy, but Lowry's family has been notified of the discovery. Teton County Search and Rescue led the search effort, and Communications Director for the Search and Rescue Foundation, Matt Hansen, says it was a difficult day for everyone involved with this case. You know, it's not the result that, that any anybody wants, but at the very least, the search and rescue team can provide at least some sort of closure to the family. About 25 volunteers and three dogs scoured the area, with the remains being found on a 45-degree, thick wooded slope that's difficult to get in and out of. Lowry's case had gone a bit cold in recent weeks, but Hansen says the Gabby Petito investigation, which made national headlines, actually shed light on other missing persons in Jackson, including Lowry. That prompted two people to call the sheriff's office with new clues over the weekend. The search for Gabby uh, helped elevate you know, and shed light on these other cases, which is good for for different people who have missing loved ones. Teton County Search and Rescue covered over 75 miles and at least 22,000 feet of elevation during the search and spent Tuesday afternoon recovering the body. Members of the Jackson Town Council held their second informal Chat with Council Members event by Zoom Wednesday. The new monthly series is a chance for individual council members to talk with local residents, but the meetings are not officially part of the public record. Wednesday's virtual event was attended by Jackson Vice Mayor Arne Jorgensen and Council Member Jessica Sell Chambers. The pair heard concerns on a wide range of issues from area locals, including Dave Meany. The first is related to the rodeo grounds, um, hearing that there are um, some potential changes under consideration, so we'd love to get your point of view on that for different stories. Jorgensen says no decisions have been made and that it will be a long community discussion to decide what the best use is of the land that the town currently leases to the rodeo and Teton County Fair. Those leases will be up in 2026, according to the vice mayor. It is not an effort to not have a fair or not have a rodeo at all. Um, It is simply a recognition that this is a significant asset for the town of Jackson. And are there other uses, such as housing, that might go there if a suitable site could be found in the county. For her part, Cell Chambers says she's leaning towards building housing on the property because of the severity of Jackson's housing crisis. The outlook remains grim for the Colorado River Basin. A new five-year forecast released last week by the Bureau of Reclamation shows already historic low levels in Lakes Powell and Mead and are on track to keep dropping. From KUNC in Greeley, Colorado, Alex Hager has the details. The forecast calls for critically low water levels in those reservoirs thanks to decades of drought and low runoff throughout the basin. At Lake Powell, the Bureau says water could get too low to generate hydropower as soon as July of next year, even earlier than past estimates. One reclamation official said the data was troubling and called for more collaborative work. This latest forecast provides a more dire but perhaps more accurate assessment of the river's future. Models now use more recent data that factors in the effects of climate change. I'm Alex Hager. A Wilson man was injured and admitted to the hospital last week after getting charged by a bull moose. The man was walking his dog on a bike path near Wilson Elementary School around 7.15 Friday morning when the moose charged, according to a Monday press release from the Wyoming Game and Fish Department. 
Public information specialist for Game & Fish Mark Gokey says there's no indication either the man or dog did anything to antagonize the moose, but that the incident is an unfortunate reminder to be extra cautious around both moose and elk this time of year. This time of year is the you know mating season, and so the bulls have a lot of hormones going, and you know, they can need a lot more space uh, than we normally would other times of year. They can be cantankerous and, and uh, aggressive at times. While all wild animals can be unpredictable, Goki says reported injuries from moose are fortunately rare. He also says it's not a bad idea to carry bear spray, even if just walking your dog around town, until the rut ends around late October. This has been the Weekly News Roundup from the KHL News Team, Will Walkie and Kyle Mackey. I'm Emily Cohen for listener-supported KHOL Jackson.